welcome to episode 1932 of Effectively Wild, a baseball podcast from Fangraphs, presented by our Patreon supporters. I am Ben Lindbergh of The Ringer, joined by Meg Rowley of Fangraphs. Hello, Meg. Hello. From time to time, we do drafts of things we like about baseball, and today we are drafting things we like about baseball Twitter, specifically. There actually are things we like about it. There are a lot of things we like about it, and we are joined today by three people who have sent some good tweets in their day, or at least a lot of tweets. Whether they're good is debatable, but I guess that's what we're here to discuss. So we're here, first of all, with a friend whom I have described in print as an accomplished shit poster, which he proves the truth of every day. Craig Goldstein, Baseball Prospectus Editor-in-Chief, welcome to the show. Thank you. I I felt the comment about a lot of tweets, but we'll see if they're good (laughs) was specifically for me. Yeah. And we are also joined by more moderate tweeters, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue and Fox Sports and the Barbacast, the baseball Barbacast on SiriusXM and other podcast places. Jake and Jordan, welcome back as well. It is so good to be with you, Ben. And also, I would just like to say that Jake and I just had, we literally just had lunch half an hour ago in person, IRL. We had not seen each other in months. So I don't know if, but now we are back in our separate recording locations. So I don't know if that's going to make uh, the remainder of this recording just totally unbearable because we, you know, we might be referencing, you know, the sandwiches we had at lunch. We'll <laughs> see what happens. You know, we have a lot of real life experience that we can now pull on. It's, it's nice to see Jake again. I got to be honest. Good to see you too. Yeah. The uh, place we were hanging out in my house still smells like you, Jordan. I miss you already. <laughs> Did that's you guys good. kiss? Uh, no, no I don't think so. Where, I don't think we did. Where were the sandwiches from? Oh, whoa, whoa! No free ads, Craig. Let's be careful now. <laughs> I'd like to know off offline. The sandwiches were from Patreon, Craig. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but but yes, we we've Patreon been supporters for the sandwiches. But but yeah, you guys, whatever else you may have done or not done, you did collude on this draft. Yes. We heard <laughs> it was revealed before we started recording that you came up with a list jointly, so you're aware of each other's strategy. This is serious business here, obviously drafting, and so this is collusion. This probably violates the spirit of ben, the draft. Don't tell, don't tell Andy Martino, okay? Andy Martino. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Andy's going to report on well, this. Well, I guess that's off the draft board now. <laughs> Tweets by Andy Martino, Ooh. the prompt collusion investigation. That's, that's a little, there's some little recency bias there. I mean, we're going to be digging yes. back through the, through the archives here. While I will say, yes, we do technically have the same draft board, some of these tweets mean a little bit more to each of us than the other. So, you know, I, I don't think we have the exact same board. Also, we have the same Twitter account, so it doesn't make sense. That <laughs> That's true. Account. That's also true. I, That's true. I would, I would like Andy Martino's tweets to be off the draft board because he blocked me after <laughs> I made fun of him saying a source close to the action but not in the room or something like that. A well-placed, <laughs> a well-placed source not in the room describes. Perfect. <laughs> well-placed. Not perfectly placed, but, but, <laughs> but well-placed. Close proximity. Yeah. So we have come not to bury baseball Twitter, but to praise it. Or maybe we'll do a bit of both because Elon Musk is currently trashing Twitter. He is laying people off or giving them great reason to leave. He is seemingly just deactivating useful services left and right. He is repelling advertisers. He's reinstating suspended accounts. He's tweeting and trolling through it. And it seems like there's some chance the service will just break. Basically, Twitter has been on a vigil for the last week or so, just waiting for it not to work anymore. But perhaps a better chance that it will just gradually get worse and possibly drive people away, though we all know how rare it is for people who quit Twitter to truly stay away. But we've reached the point where 
Jeff Passan is trying to make news breaking on Instagram a thing. So that's not how desperate work. things have gotten. No, I don't think it's going to happen, Jeff. <laughs> but <laughs> if Twitter does die, then this can serve as a, a memorial, an Irish wake, if you will, for baseball Twitter and the good times that we have had on that platform. And if it doesn't die, then this will just be a Thanksgiving-themed gratitude draft of things that have brought us joy over the past however many years we have actually been on Twitter. And I can't claim to know whether Twitter is a net positive or net negative for humanity, but I do know that as much as we joke about it being the hell site and a cesspool, and as much as it is also those things, we don't actually want it to end. I've been contemplating its demise and preemptively feeling its absence. How would I find information? How would I quote classic tweets like the ones that we're going to draft here? How would I contact people? How would people find me and how would I find them? Mm. I guess we would manage, we would survive, even Jake and Jordan were born before Twitter, right? So we have all known a life without it. But unless a perfect replacement popped up, we would miss it. And internet lightning doesn't always strike twice. Sometimes a a Google reader dies and everyone mourns it and wants something just as good or better to come along and it isn't really replaced. Or maybe Twitter replaced Google reader for a lot of people. Anyway, there isn't necessarily going to be a perfect proxy waiting in the wings. So let's value it while we have it and while we have had it. And that's what we're here to do today. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. I'm yeah. not at all ready for this. <laughs> of course, Meg, it's a draft. We, we know. This we is know. the most I've prepared for anything. <laughs> We've all been preparing for a decade, whether we knew it or not, just mm-hmm. lurking on Twitter, some of us tweeting more often than others, but all of us at least passively consuming some tweets. And not everyone who listens to this podcast is as extremely online as we are, and that is fine. If you have also been on baseball Twitter, then some of what we discuss will probably be familiar to you. But if not, this can be a guided tour of the funhouse. This can just be a sociological, anthropological experiment where we document some things that have brought us joy. And we didn't really discuss ground rules so much here. So the way that I thought about this is like we could draft specific tweets. We could draft specific Twitter traditions, things that baseball Twitter people do or say, or it can't just be specific tweets, but it can't just be accounts. We have agreed that we cannot just draft our favorite Twitter accounts. It has to be a bit more specific than that or certain genres of those accounts' tweets. So I guess that's enough preface. I have no idea whether we will all have the same things on our boards. I know Jake and Jordan do, but the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but but this should be fun. Yeah. So Meg has uh, requested to go first in this draft, and, and I have granted that request. Yeah, I asked to go first because uh, true to effectively wild draft tradition and perhaps even more true than usual, my prep might have been wanting, but that's not my fault. I had to run fan graphs, you know, I had to, I didn't have time for sandwiches or (laughs) lunch of any Mm -hmm. sort, but I, I think that this one sets the stage well. I would like to draft with the first overall pick a, a tweet from from one Ken Rosenthal mm. at Mr. Sugar Penis, read oh, the yes. column. <laughs> yes. All caps. All this caps. is this is the Bryce Harper, LeBron James of this draft. Yeah, there is, is the, no it is, doubt. It is the er example of baseball Twitter. It brings together so many of the things that we both like and dislike about it, right? The unintentional comedy of a respected newsman like Ken Rosenthal. <laughs> Giving credence to and reiterating Mr. Sugar Penis. I mean, 
Really? What what is better than that? It also describes still the, around, yeah, the, the dynamic yeah. that uh, I think has come to define many of our experiences on Twitter, which is what if you, even for a moment, looked at the thing you're complaining about <laughs> to understand what it said? Yeah. And so I, I think it is the perfect baseball Twitter tweet, and I would mm-hmm. like to take it first overall. Great pick. Yeah. I, I was trying to find that tweet earlier. I'm not sure it exists anymore. I think it, it may have it been deleted not. at some point. Yeah. I don't know what could possibly prompt Ken Rosenthal to delete his tweet to Mr. Sugar Penis, but but at some point that seems to have happened. So all that's left is people quoting it or manual retweets of it. And it was a long time ago. Like it was what, like 10 years ago or something like that. Yes. It, it was the 8th of March, 2013. And I think the, the best <laughs> archive of it is from a not graphs by Dane Perry. Two tweets for your considered consideration. In the triune interests of baseball, media social, and dong jokes, I present to you with minimal commentary two tweets that the reader may find of arresting relevance. And then we have Ken's tweet and also at Jed Hoyer, spanking it. This should be <laughs> it should be noted that neither tweet is particularly recent, just as it should be noted that each tweet is particularly timeless. So <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag save not graphs. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I have to say about read the column, Mr. Sugar Penis, that phrase has entered just my day-to-day life. <laughs> I have said that to people who are not on Twitter or in the world of baseball, and then found <laughs> myself having to explain myself when I told someone to read the column, Mr. Sugar Penis. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. It's great. Yeah. Like in just in everyday life, it's like, oh, a good example. Again, we just mentioned we we're at lunch, right? Oh, you're you're looking at a menu at a restaurant and someone's wondering, oh, yeah, I wish they had this. It's like, yeah, it's right there. They, they, they have the BLT. It's right on the menu. Just read the menu, Mr. Sugar Penis. <laughs> and then I've said it's like Jake said, I've said it to many people and I do usually explain it. It feels like I owe it to humans who hear someone say that out loud in, in public to explain it to them. <laughs> Yeah. Also, just the experience on Twitter of replying to people with disturbing names or even like I've had just real conversations with people that have just like, (laughs) you know, it's like piss blanket 47 or whatever. (laughs) There was someone for a while that would repeatedly be in my mentions, not in a bad way, like a seemingly a smart person that was just young horsecock. And I was like, well, just yes. going to cite Young Horsecock. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> genre because when yeah. people like reputable baseball writers, newsmen, as as Meg pronounces it, they mm-hmm. will sometimes, you know, if they're replying to Young Horsecock at Young Horsecock on Twitter, <laughs> who, according to <laughs> their bio, is a lawyer. but when you have a display name like that people will often just write it out you know just reply to the tweet and and address it to young horsecock just to expose the absurdity of this platform (laughs) there's one more of those of that category that i just sent to all of you which is uh john Heyman saying thank you to at daddy dick bagel (laughs) (laughs) but i think we're here here's the other thing about this right i think that the mr sugar penis incident kind of opened our eyes to be like hey like take a second to look at who you're replying to (laughs) i mean a lot of us don't care right and we'll proceed accordingly but it's that is the other thing that it has kind of informed as we move forward as long as twitter lives (laughs) yeah but i want to make it clear i'm not better than than 
Young There's... Horsecock or Mr. Sugar Penis. <laughs> yeah, or or certainly then responding to them, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And it that. really does it does sum up the experience of any content creator on baseball Twitter or probably any subset of Twitter, which is that people will treat the tweet about the thing as the whole thing. So I don't know whether it, it doesn't occur to them that like you can click through, like despite what Elon said recently, Twitter has terrible click through rates and it, it doesn't <laughs> actually send much traffic to anyone's website, unfortunately. And so people will often interact with the tweet that leads to my article as if that is the entirety of the article. Mm-hmm. So whatever you see in that preview, just the headline and the subhead, that will be treated as as the sum total, just the entirety of what I wrote. And people will respond to that without occurring to them, I guess, or without caring enough to, to follow the link to see if I said the thing that they're saying, or maybe I responded to the point that they're making. It's just entirely on Twitter, which I guess we kind of just keep it to Twitter for better or worse. And so I sympathize with Ken. I don't even know what the column was, and I don't yeah. know what Mr. Sugar Penis was saying or what he had not noticed, but it's just, it's universal. It's very relatable. (sighs) So good. All right. Can I go? Sure. Do it. Okay. Well, I'll take one that is sort of in that genre, I guess. It's a, a tweet about a Reddit comment, but I think it's still admissible because the tweet itself is great content and has been shared many times in the past several years. And that is Grant Brisby's tweet about the provenance of the Jose Quintana trade, which was <laughs> of source Jose Quintana to Cubs for four players. Katy Perry's booty hole had it first, parentheses, <laughs> via wet butt 23. <laughs> and he linked to and screenshotted the White Sox subreddit, where indeed Katy Perry's booty hole was the first to report that Jose Quintana mm. had been traded. And that was backed up by Katy Perry booty hole source, which was <laughs> wet butt 23. And that was from July 13th, 2017. And that's sort of absurd in the same vein, I guess. And I, I just love that that tweet exists and that Grant followed the convention of baseball newsbreakers crediting each other, which... I don't know if anyone was planning to draft that as a thing. Like it's on my my board. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It, I don't want to steal anyone's pick if, if anyone was going to pick that. It's just, it's similar. It's obviously what Grant is riffing on here. But the fact that you have the newsbreakers, we know who they are, who have their their etiquette when it comes to crediting each other for yes. who was first on a thing. Yeah. And often it was like one second before the other person. And sometimes they get in little snits about someone oh, yeah. who didn't give the proper credit. And look, they're all trying to break news at the same second. And maybe they didn't see someone else's tweet because they're madly texting everyone in their context list to try to confirm things. But that's the whole thing where you have to have the right etiquette and convention when it comes to crediting someone else who reported a bit of news like 30 seconds before you did. And there'll be hell to pay if you do not. Yeah, I, I had wet butt 23 on my board. Uh, I was just going off memory. I did not. I did not remember Katy Perry's booty hole. So shame on me. <laughs> For that, but I did have, and I don't think it's. I had it under one category, but I had like unconventional newsbreakers, so I wanted mm, to throw yes. in, yeah, on mine. The, do you? There was the the summer of like fourteen year olds breaking news. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was that. on yeah. our board. Jake, Jake Wesley is the mm-hmm. one that I remember. Is this your, is this your uh, pick? And, you wanted this to be? No, no, no. Yeah. I had this under the same category as okay. as like wet butt and and the randos <laughs> that. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm saying a lot of, there's, there's a lot of editable material here. <laughs> no, we won't edit any of it, but yeah, we're going to have to put a yeah, blanket. <laughs> oh no, I meant for part. someone, if you want it, you just got, you got wet. Oh, by some they horse cop and, yeah. I'll, I'll create a, a Craig soundboard. Yeah. This would be <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and knee belt, knee belt Rodriguez, I think. Oh was, my uh, goodness. Yes. So yeah. And, and people who went on to like be reputable, like professionals, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like Devin Fink. Chris Cotillo, I think, was... And uh, Cotillo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And that blew my mind at the time that, like, I've never (laughs) aspired to be a baseball newsbreaker, Mm -mm. but part of why, I guess, is is that, like, I thought that would be hard. (laughs) And I don't want to, (laughs) like, discount the fact that a bunch of teenagers did it. Like, I'm sure it took some hustle, but, like, it turns out that, I guess, just, like blanketing people's dms or replies or whatever and just spamming them and being like give me some news even though like i have no (laughs) credentials or track record of breaking anything like that was a viable strategy like you could get something out of agents for that and that seems to have subsided slightly in recent years yeah yeah i mean we for a while we all had to know who mlb underscore al underscore nl was and that was (laughs) that was a certain period of time Uh, yeah right and and robert murray was was one of that group too i think maybe yeah Yeah. and you know like people have gone on to to have like full-time professional baseball careers and be beat writers and everything just like from having gotten into the business that way which like would not have been a route i don't think for any earlier generation like i don't know that you could have just gone to the winter meetings and hung around and like pestered people to like give you news and then broken it in your non-existent newspaper like it would have been tough to do so that's ben, are uh, you are you telling yeah. me that what you do on baseball internet as a teenager might not necessarily <laughs> have to define you as you get older and you could you can change well, if you delete your tweets, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. let if the boy hold the baby is on. Judiciously saying. scrub some of your ill-advised tweets from when you were a teenager. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right, Craig. What's your actual pick? Oh, I'm up. I'm up next. Um, okay. I cannot. Jeez. I. I feel like I have uh, so many options here. I can't believe we're three. We're now. Well, I guess I'm the third pick. We're three picks into this, and uh, I have the option to take Sam Miller's race <laughs> tweet. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, I I think this was right up there with Ken Rosenthal in the in the first overall discussion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you got. I I love this race trade. Who who'd they get? Who'd they give up? Yep. That's a classic. And and by the way, again, if I'm bogarting someone's pick here, like you can just claim this. But I was actually going to lump together with Sam's raise tweet your. Craig Goldstein's Billy Bean tweet, because uh, uh-huh. very much the same genre, right? Because uh, Sam's tweet is about, you know, basically like being biased toward a, a sabermetric team, sort of, and just uh, believing that whatever move they make is good. And your tweet from 2015, which is in brackets, Billy Bean does 19 things to get his team slightly cheaper, but slightly worse, quote, mm, yes, I see it. And then in brackets, Nat signed Scherzer, quote, makes no sense. That one, <laughs> very much same idea and, and has had a, a similarly long shelf life. So those kind of go together in my mind. I will always take being in company with Sam Miller, but I, I won't pretend I was I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, if you had drafted your own tweet, that probably would have been <laughs> gauche, but I can do it. I hate to, to flatter you, but but you've, you've done some good tweets here and there. It will go to my head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
All right. So Jacob Jordan, I don't know if you have like exactly the same pref list here nah. or whether like it's not ordered, but I don't know. I, I guess we can go in alphabetical Would order. Would you like us to draft separately or together? Separate. Separately. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm jumping on separate separately. people. Yeah. You have separate Twitter accounts. Yeah. You're not a hive mind. We, we do now. We, we did it for we a while. We can celebrate more, more things this way. <laughs> That's also yeah. true. All right. Well, should we do alphabetical? I, no, I guess, Jordan, uh, go ahead. I'm okay, going go ahead. Listen, we, we've 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 offered up. I think that the Samuel Ray's tweet and and Craig's tweet are great because they are hilarious and a a legitimate commentary on baseball, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to go back to September 9th, 2011, when Peter Gammons tweeted, "Buy her a washing machine." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yep. <laughs> I had Peter Gammons. Well, I had like type. I had like typos, but it's not. Yes. I mean, like, right. I think there's a whole genre here. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. flops. Also, (laughs) very high on my list. Yes. (laughs) Peter, Peter just tweeting things that I don't think he knew he was tweeting. Of course. hundred percent. It's two distinct genres, really. It's, it's like Mm -hmm. butt tweets and it's tweets that (laughs) presumably he thought were texts or DMs or something. Just to be clear, everyone, Ben means tweets done by his bot, not about butts. (laughs) And also not from the Twitter account, Peter Gammon's butt. No, which might not, might or might not exist. Not the Matt Gelb butts 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 tweet either. <laughs> but <laughs> no. but I I just I we just need to to get this one out of the way. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of P Gamo to pick from. Mm-hmm. As I know, Craig might have some. There's some other Craig adjacent ones we could bring up on this. <laughs> yeah, episode. I have Gibbons dunks later. <laughs> okay, but this one, especially the time that it was right, t- 2011, and you know how on on a tweet it, it'll show like what kind of Twitter app it came from. <laughs> it says Twitter SMS, which does suggest to me that he was just trying to text somebody <laughs> yeah. instead. No, but again, I, I Twitter. But I think about this this all the time because not only is this, you know, Hall of Fame writer Peter Gammons, who's still <laughs> 11 years later, like churning out legitimately great <laughs> articles. It's that like I just even in regular conversation, when would you be telling someone to buy her washing machine? And so I know we're not really talking about baseball anymore, but I just wonder who her who is her? <laughs> Why does she need a washing machine? What was the occasion? Yeah. And yeah. it just kills me. I just it just makes me smile. Well, because you could argue that Peter Gammons has had more control of the pen in the field of baseball than a- to anyone ever, right? Right. That he he is a master of the craft. <laughs> and yet he is not a master of this craft. And I find <laughs> that is that such a nice be, way of putting that. Yeah. I find that to be very humanizing. Yeah. That this no, man who right. I think to many of us who grew up reading him viewed him as a giant, as a titan, and he's just like us. Yes. Really. Yeah, that's one of the great things about Twitter. It's like it's a very democratizing platform, mm. right? I mean, you can be a, a big shot in real life, but you might be bad at Twitter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. someone else who hasn't really like raised their their public profile in any way might be amazing at Twitter. And like people excel at that and it's a totally different skill set. Some people possess both, but it doesn't necessarily apply to both. And so you have people who get discovered 
for being incredible at Twitter. And then you have people who are already well known from something else and then they get exposed <laughs> on Twitter or they they just become, you know, kind of like grandpa's tweeting again kind mm. of figures. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I love that. Like one thing I love about Twitter, not even baseball Twitter specifically, is that like people are really funny, you know, like yeah. in real life, like when you're just like going around and, and talking to people, like not everyone has great one liners. And sometimes you think of these things later and on Twitter, yeah, it's a platform where you can just tweet out whatever the last thought you have. And and that was what it was initially. But it's also a place where you can kind of curate these like smart things that you have to say or funny things that you have to say. And like Twitter makes me laugh all the time. Like it makes me appreciate people's sense of humor. On the other hand, if I like Twitter search any joke, then I realize that like <laughs> 50 million people already made exactly the same joke. And then that makes me think that no one is actually funny or original. So kind of cuts both ways, but this is, I think you're, you're right. This is a a great thing about Gammon. So are are we sharing other Gammon's greatest hits here? Are we, are we saving them so that we can, I mean, this feels like the time unless Craig wants to save his personal interaction with my pick. I would like to take Pierre Gammon's dunking on Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do I get a wraparound actually? Do I, I get two? Yeah, here? I think you do. Yeah, I think it's a snake draft. And I also think, I, you know, I, look, I don't want to declare myself winning ahead of time, but I'm in two of the first round drafts <laughs> and I've selected a second, you know, another That's one. That's why so you're here, Craig. I'm feeling you're right now. Wait, the but, author of one and the object of another. Yeah, so. <laughs> Craig, like one, one way to view that is that you're winning. Oh, I, that I'm losing? Yeah. The other way to view it is that it's really just a... Um, you know, it's, it's an accurate reflection. Right? Craig, you can say not, a poor reflection. It's, it's not always good to be in the mix, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Fair you enough. Know. And like, look, you're going to make mistakes given the volume. It's kind of like, you know, pools having so many ground into double plays. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, shooter. yeah, it's a reflection of longevity. But also, you know, some of them are double plays. You know, Nolan Ryan, <laughs> Nolan Ryan had the most walks too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Some of them could have stayed in the drafts. Potentially, but refresh our memory. Wait, what's the dunk? Yeah. So on November 10th, 2014, uh, Nick Cafardo. (laughs) How did you uh, find this? I love that we're documenting this. I had it. I had it. (laughs) Like we're in court or something. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cafardo, the late Nick Cafardo, who is now a Hall of Famer, tweeted Red Sox have lost pro scout Galen Carr and director of player personnel David Finley to the LAD, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Craig Goldstein quote tweeted this innocuous little tweet and said, bet they're fucking nerds <laughs> to which, which is just so aggressive. To which Peter Gammons responded, never let stupidity hold back a tweet. Two of the best evaluators and best people in the game. And then Craig, Craig backtracked Craig, so hard. Craig lived by that motto for the rest of his Twitter career. And Craig said, I was angrily mocking Steve Dilbeck's recent column. Yeah. I don't know who Steve Dilbeck is for the record. He was an LA but, Times columnist. Okay. But my favorite part, actually, about this entire thing. So, so you say I was angrily mocking Steve Dilbeck's recent column. And then you double tweet. You yeah. desperate double tweet. I have yes, nothing but generous. respect. Nothing but respect for Carr and Finley. <laughs> And I love that there are no likes. Still 140 characters back then. <laughs> yeah, so we can get it all at one. But there still. are no likes, retweets, or responses to <laughs> the <initial laughs> response to Gammon. 
<laughs> no one backed you up, man. No. Well, it again. It was Gammons. There was no coming. There's no coming back from Gammons. Just ending you um but there what i don't remember the exact article but steve dilbeck was like a luddite kind of columnist at the time and he was complaining about the nerd like the the nerd revolution underway in los angeles at the time so like i was making fun i mean like there's no way i'm sure nick cafardo did not care but he wouldn't have known. But like Peter, I don't know. It was a discussion. I mean, the other thing about a lot of Twitter and baseball Twitter is like there's a topic at the time or like a subtopic that everyone kind of understands. And you make like an oblique reference to it. And then it's just gone. <laughs> Several years within later, context. Yes. Race, yeah, it yeah. seems like everyone really understood your reference. <laughs> my my last question for you, and then I will make my next selection. Where were you? When this happened, do you remember where you were when you got oh, the yes. notification? Absolutely, I was. Uh, I was in. Well, you know the the apartment. Well, I can make this very specific reference to you and Jordan. Do you know the okay. apartment building across from the Chipotle in Friendship Heights? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, that, I was in. I was in my studio apartment there, sitting at my desk, and I believe I probably started sweating profusely immediately. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was. Incredible. <laughs> I have a, a couple of Gammon's tweets to to shout out here. I have a whole archive. This came up not that long ago in, in Ringer Baseball Slack. And I found that when I just searched my G chats, when that was still like possible, I had like a, a ton of just Gammon's tweets that I had sent to various people over the years, which helped me keep track of them. But a lot of them are like unpronounceable <laughs> just because yes. they're like sequences of, of characters and letters and numbers and special characters. So there's one that's like Lada Mad Anna in buns e petty's free fallen dot 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 <laughs> so that was a good one oh, a great one <laughs> but some of them like make even less sense than that there's one that's just like zzz, 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 <laughs> p, so pl, which is like maybe a he was practicing for plops which was like the apotheosis <laughs> of this form but also in the genre of the the washing machine thing which i've also puzzled over like what could he have possibly been saying that i've wondered if it was like was it a dirty joke or something that that maybe he was making and, oh come on ben. not have ben. wanted it ben. I mean, maybe like That's i don't Peter. know i know i know but in what uh. other context would you say that but here's one that is uh certainly innocent and and wholesome i suppose on october 24th 2017 he tweeted i'd love to see you when we get back from houston just had dinner with john keenan Still one of the best, like you. <laughs> I don't know who that was addressed to. John Keenan, I, I think, is a the a Massachusetts the... state senator. <laughs> yep, that sounds right. That yep. I I would buy that from Peter. Yep. He also tweeted one that just said quotation mark Baseball players are players. Period. In the green home sits Alex Bregman. <laughs> That was, I mean, uh, these are riddles for till the end of time. Yeah, that was from 2016. He also tweeted one that uh, well, sometimes like he gets political on there, but like mm. sometimes mm. in kind of just a confusing way where like <laughs> <laughs> he, he tweeted, uh, I think it was October 22nd, 2018. He tweeted a picture of the green monster, like from foul territory on the third base side in Fenway Park and just said, is this Trump's wall? 
<laughs> yes. Get Why it. is he dragging his beloved Red Sox into this? This is boom. Yeah. This is a strange, very strange decision. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like the great thing is not that that he like accidentally tweets these things. I mean, that in itself would be good, but the fact that he leaves them up forever is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. this exactly. is Peter Gibbons. Like he's he's reputable, like one of the most famous baseball media members of all time. Like Hall yeah. of Famer. You might be like, oops, typo, you know, I'll just I'll delete that one. But he treats it as if like it's at POTUS or something. And it's just like part of the the public record forever. Like it's gonna be archived in the Library of Congress. So why bother to delete it? So these tweets from like 2011 that are just like a sequence of numbers and letters, they will just always be with us as long as Twitter is. And, and that's great. I don't know if he doesn't know. Like, does he not look at his replies? Like, I was going to question whether he knew. Right. Because he gets like tons of people like retweeting and quote tweeting and replying to like mock the, the tweets he didn't mean to send. But I don't know. Like, do you think he knows about notifications? <laughs> like, do you, or does it just like does he only access the home timeline? Maybe he views yeah, maybe. tweets like adult children. He's like, they're out in the world now. They gotta fend for themselves. You know, <laughs> they gotta find yep. their way in the world. These typos are no longer my problem. <laughs> yes, although I guess it's ironic that he tweeted at Craig about Twitter quality control. <laughs> given given this, but these are unintentional. Unlike Craig's, which was fully intentional. I also well, I want to add another kind of dunk that he had around the same time. It was April 2014. Matt Collins, who used to write for Over the Monster and BP uh, on the fantasy side a little bit, he tweeted, get the fuck out of here, Adam Eaton, is what Matt (laughs) tweeted. And Peter replied, everyone who watches baseball but you knows Adam's makeup and skills. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But they don't need obscenities. See, okay, can I just say, this is what makes this category, like, why we keep expanding it. Because the thing about the Craig dunk is not just that he defended him without the context of the Dillbeck article, whatever. It's how it starts. Never lend stupidity hold back a tweet. Like, same thing there. Like, everybody but you, dumbass. Like, he's he's really just, like, bringing the heat. It's not just, yeah. like, correcting yeah. people for the sake of correcting people. Like, he's got spice. Yeah. And the other thing, I I think it speaks well of him that he follows people like Craig in whatever year that was or or an over the monster blogger. But maybe not. (laughs) No, but like the fact that he's not like I'm Peter Gammons and I will only follow like the cream of the crop when it comes to like people who are as accomplished. (laughs) I will follow Craig Goldstein. Get owned, Craig. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this was Peter. We're going to have to do a draft of me getting owned on podcasts after this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But like, no, like he's he's welcoming to like new members of the community and writer. He's like supportive of people who come along. Like a lot of people have stories about, you know, Peter Gammons, like he, you know, boosted my work or he encouraged me or whatever it is. He's insanely nice. And so even if sometimes he is like replying to end your life. Like, (laughs) at least he followed you in the first place. Like he, he, you know, he didn't have such high standards that he wasn't going to follow Craig Goldstein before Craig was like a big wig baseball perspectives editor in chief. So I think that is uh, a credit to him. It is. And he is like, he's incredibly nice. And also I would point out Matt replied to him, triple question mark. I like Adam Eaton a lot. I'm probably going to swear sometimes, Peter. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) We listen, everyone backtracks. If if Peter comes for you, you're going to (laughs) backtrack. That's true. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can't escalate. All right, Jake, you're drafting again. I am, and I am going to take an account. Okay. Or I know we said we couldn't take accounts, but I'm going to do it. I'm going, <laughs> okay. and you will you will let it slide yeah, once I exactly. say the account. Yeah. Okay. And it is Jose Bautista. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jose Bautista, for those of you who do not know, used to play baseball. He did it very poorly and then incredibly well, and then very poorly again at the end, as is the case with most of us. But for the purposes of this conversation, Jose Bautista follows. Do, do you, anyone want to take a gander, take a guess at how many people he currently follows on Twitter? Oh, Two million. Uh, no, 800. And fifty-one thousand wow. people. Okay, he follows eight hundred and fifty-one. I was thinking it's like two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yep. And I did a little research. I will admit, because the the question that comes up is why. Yeah. Why does he do this? I'm sure for most of you, you had the moment where you were like, "Oh, cool, Jose mm-hmm. Bautista followed me." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that you don't feel special at all. And then you yeah. don't feel special. Here's a quote I found when he was asked about it. Quote, being a celebrity in the limelight as an athlete, I feel like I need a lot of people supporting me. Social media is a big part of that. I want to make sure that the fans can get to know me. If you talk about me or MLB or the Blue Jays, if you grow the game and give it awareness, my team is going to find you and follow you. (laughs) Okay. My team. My team. This almost Uh, sounds threatening. Yeah. We're going to find you and we're going to follow you. <laughs> Jose Bautista has tweeted twice since 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure why he did this. He didn't even tweet that much like at the peak of this no. either. He wants you to buy an Endy mattress though. He does want you to buy a mattress. The, the last thing I'll say about this is uh, when this was happening, Jordan and I thought it would be funny to make a fake Twitter account and see how quickly we could get Jose Bautista to follow it. And the answer was about 12 hours. <laughs> what did you do to, to demonstrate your value? I, mean, I, liked a, I liked a couple tweets. Okay. <laughs> and pretended to be a blue jay. He, he was hooked. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 This is uh, Irvin Santana is another one. I was, yes. I was going to bring him yep. up, too. They Hashtag have the smell same, baseball. They have the same agent. Ah, okay. Oh. Maybe the same okay. social media team. Then, Hashtag so. smell baseball. Correct. Yeah, he he follows like 217,000 people and is followed by fewer than 200,000. How many follow Jose Bautista? Does he get the follow back from everyone? Yeah, he's got a mill. Million, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at least he's in positive territory with the we ratio. We were once blocked by Irvin Santana, Jordan. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm, I do. That was really troubling when you I consider. Really his... Did you not yeah. smell wow. baseball? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, there was one year where Irvin Santana led the league in home runs allowed, I believe. Yes, yes, in 2012, he allowed 39 home runs in a season, <laughs> a and he made a montage of all of them <laughs> and put it online, and I guess he saw it. He took yeah. exception to that. Did Chris Resop block you guys? No, no we're Chris Resop's a homie. What are you talking okay. about? We're Chris and I. I I'm just making yeah. sure, you know, I just was trying to see if there's, yeah. you also made a montage of him giving up. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could draft that. That was not a tweet, right? I mean, that was that was you wrote that. I guess that was extensive. Talk about research. Oh boy, that was great. Yeah, yeah. These are like the 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 Tay Diggs or the 
John mm-hmm. Cena or the Yoko mm-hmm. Ono of baseball Twitter, where right. you get that little charge of like, whoa, hey, Tay Diggs followed me. And then, oh, Tay Diggs follows everyone. Okay. It's more like a problem if he doesn't yes. follow you. Right. That's yeah. a good day. You're really doing something wrong. All right. Jordan? Yes, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm really glad it's on, on the board. I, I know we've been dragging our feet here, but I'm excited that this is a, this is a 10, basically exactly the 10 year anniversary of this tweet, this Twitter interaction between two of the greatest players in our game today. Uh, are you guys familiar with what Giancarlo Stanton tweeted on November 14th, 2012? Any, any, does, does this ring a bell? Does this ring a bell? Does I, I think I know the interaction. I don't remember the original tweet, okay. but if, if I can guess, ben, it involves ben and Meg, his last name you, backwards. Yes, yes. Well, why, yeah. I think the context is even funnier in some ways. Uh, ben and Meg, do you remember this? This, no. this is vaguely ringing a bell. I'm going to know it when you say it. All right. On November 13th, uh, 2012, after another disappointing season for the, I guess, I don't I think they were the Miami Marlins at that point. Oh, no, they, yeah, they, their first year as the Miami Marlins, the Marlins were really bad. And then what did they do after? They tried to undo their horrible offseason from before and trade Josh Johnson and Jose Reyes and a bunch of guys to the Blue Jays. And when they did that, John Carlos Stanton tweeted, all right, I'm pissed off, plain and simple. Okay, now this is 22-year-old Giancarlo Stanton voicing his displeasure. Little did he know he would have many more years of not winning. Of being pissed off. (laughs) All right, I'm pissed off, plain and simple. A 19-year-old Bryce Harper responds to this and says, You can always come play for the Nats. We will take you anytime. Get some red, white, and blue in your life. To which Giancarlo Stanton responds, Dang, bro, if only my last name backwards wasn't not Nats. (laughs) which is there's so much here to to really dig into and i just love this because this is just the kind and tone and just everything about this interaction is just so unfamiliar with just like baseball players nowadays honestly like the idea that i don't think bryce harper john carlos stanton tweet at all anymore like this is just such a a a raw and weirdly you know like a a dad joke from a 22 year old but it's also a really (laughs) clever one like it's just and two of the most famous players at the time and still now it just ages so funny in so many ways and then i also think that this actually got them in some tampering trouble somewhat (laughs) uh later on with with bryce harper so i just love this tweet so much someone told andy martino didn't they (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly so i just love this tweet this interaction and uh, and and John Carlson was was then stuck with the Marlins for a lot longer and never ended up on the Nats. So there you go. I'm picking that interaction. It's <laughs> a good one. All right, Craig. Okay, I'm gonna take. God, there there are so many good options, you guys. This is this was a great idea. I am going to take. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. Oh, you sound like me during a yeah. This is, yeah. You gotta go uh, uh, a little bit more though to really sell it. That's how people know you're serious. I'm going to take Jeff Sullivan's Jared Weaver fastball jokes as a genre. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, very good. This is very good pick. Go ahead. I have a few. If you see a baseball seemingly lying still on the ground, don't pick it up. It might be a Jared Weaver fastball. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a top secret government drone program has been researching how to provide aerial refueling to Jared Weaver's fastball. <laughs> I don't, this is like, if you, I, I don't, every fresh Jared Weaver fastball ends up with a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you still haven't even gotten to my favorite one from what I from my record. I don't I just pulled down like a bunch of the most recent ones. I did not okay. highly research it. Jared Weaver always gets extra defensive support behind him because he gets to be his own catcher. <laughs> oh my This guy hasn't pitched in five years. He's catching strays here. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh I, I believe he's on the uh Hall of Fame ballot, so He's, oh, okay. Uh, I think, uh, these are, yeah. are from from when he was pitching. So yes, this is from when he was. Jeff was not dancing on his. But grave. it was like I don't know. I love that it was such a reliable option. I don't. What know. What was your I, favorite I, Jordan that you were thinking of? Yeah, Jordan. What are you? Oh about? no, mine was the. <laughs> This is, uh, I think this was one of the first ones he did. The one where it says, Jared Weaver throws glove in frustration, slash sits down, slash stares straight ahead, slash rests hand on hands, slash picks at teeth, and then it says at the end, slash glove hits the wall. Uh, yeah, but by the way, that's probably the best one. Here's here's the thing about this: Jared Weaver is is now. I don't think he was when he was playing. Is now very active on Twitter. So it's yeah. it's maybe only a matter of time before <laughs> he, he digs some of these up. <laughs> yep. Okay, it is my turn. I can't believe this is still on the board, but maybe it, it's just because it's so obvious mm-hmm. that no one wanted to pick it. But if no one picked it, then this draft would be a, a travesty, I think. So I, I've got to take the the Joe Buck, oh God, yes tweet, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you, I had to, it. if you had to narrow down baseball Twitter to one tweet, you could do a lot worse than that. It may be the most engaged with tweet on baseball Twitter. I don't know <laughs> that anything can beat that. And it's from Justin Clue. I hope I'm saying that correctly from Baseball Prospectus and and the Dirty Inning podcast. And this was sent on October 28th, 2015. I don't remember what game prompted this. What was going on? What World Series game was going on on October 28th, 2015? I don't know. Someone someone looked that up. I guess it was 1.13 a.m. on October 28th, 2015. So it would have started on the 27th. Was it Madison Bumgarner's relief? game oh maybe i was i was at that game royals royals giants okay well it of course goes joe buck welcome to the top of the 47th in brackets sun rises sun keeps getting bigger buck yes brackets (laughs) world engulfed by flames buck oh god yes and like it's impossible to perform it i think it's it's better to read it unless if Joe Buck were to perform it, maybe he has, it seems like the sort of thing that, that he would probably get a kick out of, but that might do it justice, but really it works better with, with print. I think what with the brackets and everything, but the great thing about this is that it really does seem like something that (laughs) might happen to Joe Buck because he, he does seem like there's like an element of nihilism to him or something, or he's just kind of like presiding over like, the end of all things and and just making wry observations about it. And I like Joe Buck, to be clear. I quite enjoy him and I think he's funny. But this tweet just sort of sums up his demeanor on broadcast, I think. And it is timeless. It's endlessly resharable because without fail, there's going to be a long postseason game or there's going to be a long something or other. And this has become a meme that has, to some degree, I guess, transcended baseball Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I see people doing, oh, God, yes, tweets about all manner of things that take a long time, whatever it is. So this has just developed a life of its own and will never die as long as Twitter doesn't. I I do want to make a correction. It was I was off by a year. This was Mets Royals. It was game one and it went 14 innings. Damn it, it. Greg. (laughs) Useless. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well. That had to be drafted by someone yeah. at some point. I oh, yeah. It 
no, that's an all timer. And like you, like you said, like it's engaged with a ton, but also I feel like we've all done our own riffs on it. Like it, you know, there's a lot of things that are like homages to it that are not even interactions with it, but Mm -hmm. keep perpetuating its popularity. Right. It's like David Ross crab rangoon tweet or something like it will live on forever. Yeah. All right, Meg, we're back to you. Okay, well, uh, sort of in a similar vein, I would like to draft the following. At a baseball game, God cross America when you make love, crowd begins booing. Uh, Stand behind her when you're inside her trash flies. This is from, uh, I think Hegelbahn is the, the I forgot about Trevor, Trevor Strong. Yeah, 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 of that one. And um, it remains perfect. It is uh, a perfect tweet. I feel more comfortable saying that on balance, Twitter has been bad for humanity than I think anyone else <laughs> on this assemblage is. But this tweet was good. And mm-hmm. it makes me laugh every time I read it. And I think of it every time someone sings a bad version of the national anthem at a sporting event, baseball or no. And I just have to say, like, as an aside, I know it's a really hard song. You know, it's a hard song to sing. It's a really hard song to sing without any sort of backing music, which we often request of people. I think that's called acapella. That's the word I wanted. But I, I just think that, like, um, you know, we don't pick good people to sing the anthem a lot of the time. We pick people who are bad at singing. And it's weird, especially when that happens in like major metropolitan areas where presumably you have an opera company. Or like when it happens in New York, I'm particularly confused because I'm like, aren't you just like bursting at the seams without a work Broadway actors who would love to come mm. to like Shea? Oh, it's not Shea anymore. Whatever it is now. City Field. City yeah. Field and, and sing the anthem or like get a guy with a guitar or a gal with a guitar. Get a person with a guitar. Like, what are we doing? Why are there bad anthems? There's no excuse for this. I also find it very funny when at Arizona Fall League, they tend to just play like an instrumental track and then people clap. At the end, it's like a pre-recorded <laughs> anthem, and they clap. An and I'm like, but no, no one involved in the production of that can hear you. They're, They're not here. Yeah. I don't know, but they American, right? yeah. Meg, that was every single college baseball game I played in for four years yeah. was the recording. Yeah, well, it's like the Yankees playing Kate Smith's God Bless America. She's been dead since 1986, but she's, <laughs> she's still bringing down the house with the God Bless America at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Every time I read this tweet, I, I laugh. And I also want to point out back-to-back picks for the Dirty Inning podcast. So yeah. good for them. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess back-to-back picks for Meg as well, if we're oh. doing sneaks here. I get to go again? Yeah. You do. Okay. All right. Then I would like to draft. I did some research while you guys were talking. That's why I was so quiet. <laughs> I would like to draft this gem from Andy Money 69 I can't wait to take my kid to a baseball game. Daddy, what's going on? Shut the fuck up. I'm calculating win probability. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, this is such a good one. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. I, I considered that for my first pick. That's a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous it's value. Just a, mwah, it's just the mm. gem that remains unfortunately relevant all the time. <laughs> I don't think there's much to add. I think that's just a perfect tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do, All right. I, I don't I don't want to add any. I just do we get to I have another Andy Money tweet that I could just throw in with mm-hmm. this, sure. which is okay his, with me. his Clay Rapata. He he did the Hello Mother, Hello Fada <laughs> song, but with Clay Rapata. <laughs> it's it's very good. I, I will share all of it, but I'm I'm not gonna sing it for the benefit of everyone, but I, I can give it to Ben to put in the rundown or whatever. Perfect. This is sorry, I, I'm gonna now pump one of my own tweets here. 
Craig, if you don't mind. Uh, if Please. our love is tragedy, why are you Ryan Flaherty? <laughs> <laughs> if our love's insanity, why are you Ryan Flaherty? You know. I listened to that song the other day, and I was just belting Ryan Flaherty. I think he just got promoted. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for that guy. Go, Ryan Flaherty. Go. All right. I'm going to take a tweet by another soft tossing pitcher, mm. not Jared Weaver, but Dan Heron. And this is from October 25th, 2016. And Heron tweeted, two years ago, I beat Corey Kluber one to nothing. Today, I walked my two pugs while wearing a pug life t-shirt. <laughs> life comes at you fast. <laughs> Just perfect post-career self-deprecation, which uh, he has mastered on Twitter. And I find myself thinking or saying life comes at you fast fairly often. And whenever I do, I'm thinking of the pug life tweet from Dan Heron. Isn't his Twitter handle literally I throw 88? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just that just reminded me like Dan Heron is great. That also just reminded me of all of the Brandon McCarthy ones, which I oh, yeah. did not think to include but shout out Brandon yeah. McCarthy there's a lot yeah, of those. yeah if, if we were just drafting best accounts yeah. Brandon McCarthy would be close to the top so yeah I think all back right to Craig back to Craig yeah oh that I I honestly I had also forgotten about the Brandon Mc, I'm not gonna pick it but the one where he said like I guess it was the wrong time to ask for a threesome <laughs> yes. oh, when it, yeah when, when he got hit in the head and he had his yes. metal plate and he's like <laughs> If I'm ever going to ask for a threesome, like this would be the time or whatever. That's still his, his I believe. Yes. Okay. I had utterly forgotten about that. And okay. I am once again torn, but I think I'm going to go with, I'm just as a genre, I'm going to go with Bob Nightingale found poetry. Okay. This is an enormous genre. This is yeah. like you music mean? a genre. Be careful. What, yeah, what do you mean by this? I'm, well, I'm only using one example. So if you'd like to add on what I or, think or differentiate. I would like to argue. No, no, I'm not taking all of Bob Nightingale. Okay. Okay, but aren't you effectively taking all of Bob Nightingale? (laughs) No, no, no. Because I don't. I well, I had at least two separate sections. I have Bob Nightingale being dead wrong as a separate. That's another one. Yeah. 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 I'm just as one example. A recent one from March of this year. He tweeted, "It is now midnight, and no one is moving (laughs) as the two sides moving ever closer, ever (laughs) so closer." That counts. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) <laughs> that is that that's art like yeah. that i i will never i have never and will never write anything as poetic as that and he's just <laughs> you know he's just out there firing them off mm-hmm. yeah i mean we could probably use the rest of our picks on nightingale tweets or <laughs> I think jake might but i'll i'll <laughs> i'll skip bob for a second uh, okay. For my pick, but I, I mean, yeah, the the, the one from March. I mean, the, the, I feel like lockout <laughs> tweets are also it's just its own weird subcategory. Yes, um, and how the lockout, lockout photos was covered, of gave people us a crossing. <laughs> yes, pavement. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with with kind of a layup, and I feel like we've really done some deep cuts here that some people who are on Twitter now or not on Twitter that much are like, what the what are these people talking about? Which is fine because like this is what we should be celebrating. But let's just let's. I'm just taking the Mike Trout tweeting where he's flying because it's. Yep. I mean that's that's, in Gotta some ways it. you know the the simplest joy we have on Twitter, the most <laughs> reliable thing too. Although there was a point when when he wouldn't tweet it, I was very concerned. When he was really consistent about it earlier in his career, when it was every road trip, if he missed it, I was then scrambling to see like, oh my goodness, is he is he got a hamstring? Did he stay back in Anaheim? Like, what's going on? Why isn't he traveling? 
Uh, <laughs> but it, it's he's still doing it now. And I, I, actually, it's, it's actually worked in reverse in the recent years of his career when he has been injured so much. I feel like there have been times when he's tweeted he's flying to a city while still on the IL. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. trot back soon, trot back soon. Maybe maybe we have something here. <laughs> so in some ways, he's he's breaking news and and he's Mike Trout. I mean, this is you know we talk all about his, his weather obsession, but this to me, this is really this is really Mike Trout in, in his purest form, and I, I yep. love it. Yeah, that and and the number of exclamation points yep. and the spaces mm-hmm. before the exclamation point. Mm-hmm. We had a spaces. a thorough stat blast Absolutely. breakdown of this from a, a listener who really crunched the numbers on Mike Trout's tweets. This was on episode nineteen twelve mm-hmm. last month. If anyone wants to search this out, but yeah, this was a great tradition. Had to be drafted. Now I'm just reading old Jeff tweets and they're all, <laughs> you know, a lot of them are pretty funny, you guys. Yeah, Even I like the new that ones guy. are funny. There aren't that many of them, but but they're good. He makes them count. Jake, is it Bob time? No, not quite oh. yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this because many people don't, but your likes are public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, also, formerly your favorites. This was another your thing. Your favorites as we were, are public, As we were digging right? back through, through Twitter- uh, remembering that they used to be favorites. Show Fave rest star. in peace, fave star. Oh, yeah. what, what a what a great time that was. That was really really simple times on Twitter. Anyway, no, go that ahead, is Jay. an important reminder on a larger scale that your favorites are public. But it is more of a reminder to one Mr. Carlos Martinez, yeah. who <laughs> is no longer in Major League Baseball, but maybe peaked in February of, t- of 2014. You liked a, just a ton of porn. Just a, a, <laughs> like a waterfall of pornography and didn't know that it was public. And it ended up being a thing that Mike Matheny had to address at spring training. The old Deadspin headline, the Cardinals are very embarrassed by Carlos Martinez's wall of porn is just <laughs> incredible. Mike Matheny, we don't want distractions. We're going to do everything we can to help, but you have to help yourselves. Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that Matheny later went to the Royals. If the only, Cardinals and if only learned of they the content with the Royals, then yeah. Oh, it's so good. Maybe that's why you got pushed to the Royals. It's like <laughs> Cardinals had way too much porn. I got to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, or Dayton Moore recruited him based on yeah. his response mm. to the wall. Listen, of porn. listen you know, that's that's the sales pitch. Listen, you're not going to deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> we promise. I miss when they were called faves because I was always amused every time I favorited something, just like the implication that that this is my favorite tweet. This yeah. one right here. This is my favorite. Nope. And the next one. Yep. <laughs> I miss that terminology. We have likes everywhere, but faves, that was Twitter. So I want to take Bob typos, but yeah. that might be too big of a category, what, but I'm going to do it That's anyway. okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, could take a blanket, Bob. Okay. Like if we we'll took the- Here's yeah, like, some absolute- yeah. Bangers. <laughs> this is, I'm just going to, I think I have like about five of them. Just to If any, this is from uh, October 30th, 2015, during the Mets Royals World Series. If any of the Royals have any trouble with Syndergaard, he said, he'll be waiting for them. 660 feet, six inches away. <laughs> <laughs> really far away. Like, he'll be waiting. Really huh? far away. You remember there was a during the World Series, like Syndergaard was chirping with someone and there was going to be a brawl and six, I'll be ready. 600, 60, feet, 600 feet I'll be in the center field concourse at Shake Shack. 
Um, next one uh, is from October 15th, 2021, during last year's free agency, where Bob says, left-handed pitcher Eduardo Perez signs the first big free agent contract of the winter. Five years, $77 million with the Tigers. Congrats to ESPN's Eduardo Perez. <laughs> he, means, he does not mean Eduardo Perez. He means Eduardo Rodriguez. Eper, yeah. as everyone calls him. A couple more. This is from this is the best ever. October or sorry, November 13th, 2020. Bob Nightingale tweets: Miami hashtag Marlins GM Kim Ang also believed to be the first GM of any North American men's sports league in history. <laughs> Congrats to her. <laughs> First GM. Yeah. History. Milestone. Trailblazer. She Kim Ang first. <laughs> and then let me see. I think I have one more. Uh, oh, yes. Of course, Jordan. Max Munch. <laughs> yes. I think this is from this year. Oh, I can't find it. Yeah, oh, here we go. Bob Nightingale, October 12th, 2022. <laughs> during, I believe this is game one of the NLDS between the Dodgers and the Padres. Max Munch now goes deep. <laughs> and Dodger Stadium is rocking. 2-1. It's incredible. <laughs> I think my favorite is Kim Ang, the first GM ever. It, it might have been the reading, but 660 feet really got me. He, he will be waiting. Oh, right over, there. over half of football field away. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. I guess woo, I guess baby. like like Bob is its own topic. I mean, we talk about Bob typos is its one thing. Bob just complete misinformation is another. Because yes. Heyman is dropping typos like crazy with correct yeah. news, right? I mean, that's right. a difference, the difference there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob is, is a, what a, what a roller coaster. Jake, you, yeah. you forgot the one where he said that the Dodgers would trade outfielder Joe Peterson and Ross Stripling <laughs> to right. the angels, uh, for Luis Renjifo, the, 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 the deal. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's why, uh, Artie Moreno nixed it. Cause he didn't want <laughs> Joe Peterson. <laughs> oh, another Nightingale one. Do you remember when he tweeted about Freddie Freeman? He may be gone, but he'll be forgotten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like they're yogiisms, basically. Yeah. It's, oh, I, mean, I forgot that one. He may be gone, but he'll be forgotten. <laughs> uh, that's why Freddie was crying so much. So, what is your your theory? Do you have a unified theory of Nightingale? Because yes. people like people believe that this is a work, right? Like that he is wanting us to interact yeah, with his tweets he's planting the typos not necessarily the <laughs> incorrect reports that has led to a reputation for any news he breaks being diametrically opposite what actually happened but like the typos like it seems like some of them like max munch that could be autocorrect so like maybe he's <laughs> he's not like proofreading but like at this point he must know because because he will delete Right, unlike Hammond, mm, sometimes he will sometimes, sometimes. delete yeah. all yeah, the tweets I just said. I think are still up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he has some awareness. Here is my theory, Ben. So I sat two seats down from Mr. Nightingale for the entirety of the uh, NLCS and World Series in Philadelphia. Okay, and I think I saw him tweet a typo live. Exhilarating! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> incredible stuff. You were and there. I was there. I don't think he thinks about it. I think you are giving him too much credit with the thought that there's a deeper conspiracy afoot. 
I don't think there's a Nightingale deep state. <laughs> I think he just doesn't care because him spelling things right has no impact on his life or bottom line. Really? Mm. So why would, whereas for, you know, like Craig, like <laughs> Craig has to spell stuff right or he's not going to make a living. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but it it has worked to his advantage to some extent, right? Like uh, on the one hand, he's kind of like a laughing stock, but also people are very fond of him and he probably like gets more people paying attention to him because he's not just a generic newsbreaker. He will break news that is sometimes correct and often incorrect, but in the most entertaining way possible. So like he definitely gets more quote unquote engagement when he screws up than when he does not. So like the incentives are aligned here. Call me close minded or, you know, old fashioned. I would say that being one of the top journalists in baseball, you should worry more about being a source for reliable information (laughs) than you should. uh, But he's not worried about that either. I understand, but I'm saying that maybe this has worked to his benefit. I just don't think it's a like it's yeah, a good well, thing for us. It's a good thing for the world of baseball that this is happening. I think generally because it's just fucking hilarious, right? <laughs> but I think that for the the safety of journalism, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. So I agree. I I have a like an additional aspect to the theory, which I could be its own category itself, which is that Bob's eyesight is notoriously bad, hmm. and. So Bob takes a lot of really blurry pictures and posts them, even though yes. you can't tell what's happening, which yeah. could be its own category here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yes, it could. I believe the theory is that like he just like his just his eyesight isn't that good, and so like even if he's misspelling or adding an extra hundred, you know, hundreds of feet to the mound, <laughs> the distance between the mound and home plate. And if he's relocating a picture to Poughkeepsie, like I just think he's not seeing it necessarily. Huh. I think he's typing it and not fully seeing it and also doesn't care. Like, I think it, it is a it's tack a tr- on to what, it's to what Jake is saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he doesn't care because I would not want this to be spoiled for me by by feeling ableist when I make fun of <laughs> Bob Nightingale's typo tweets. But like, yeah, clearly I, I don't think this bothers him. So uh, just yeah. read it again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I, I get how often there's like a rush to break news because, you know, someone else might be on the verge of doing it. But often his things are not the most time sensitive you know like his his typos are not all like i'm pounding the keys as quickly as i can because i got get this out one second before Heyman or passen or rosenthal or someone breaks these news like you could take a second to read it over again and he does not i gotta think so all right yeah i did consider taking blurry beat writer photos mm-hmm. which yep. david roth has has written about and bob's not the lone purveyor of those. It's rarer now just because phone cameras have gotten far better. So it, it used to be that specifically spring training photos, right? And there is a, a defunct or inactive list, yeah. yeah, Twitter account that was just like making visible beat writers spring training photos like through the chain link fence, right? Of just like catchers and pitchers milling about. So that's great. But these days you still get the odd press box angle where you can't really make anything out. But for the most part, cameras have improved enough that usually you can actually tell what's happening. It's not great photography, but you can at least tell what is being pictured. I'm not going to take that. I feel like I'm in the position of like like taking the the gimmies here, like the ones well, that I was going to say, how many have. more rounds are we going here? I mean, yeah, I mean, we could start. 
I know. I, I, I planned for, for five here, and this is my fourth pick, I believe. I so right. I just, I guess I got to take tungsten arm Doyle, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Someone's got to take tungsten arm. Yeah. So, so tungsten arm. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone knows what tungsten arm is, but the fact that the tungsten arm Doyle tweet, again, another one of these that, that proved to have a life of its own to be just endlessly reshared because it's the the kind of thing. I mean, again, this is at Metomic on Twitter. Every time I see an Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hit three homes runs. There is a typo, homes runs, and raised his average to 528 while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Armo Doyle of the 1921 Akron Groomsman as the Tigers defeated the Angels 8-3. to And that was <laughs> tweeted in May 2021. And the fact that that proved to have such staying power that you could continue to tweet that and retweet that and quote tweet that through the end of of last season and presumably the coming season I was going to say, this this could be the last hurrah for this tweet here. Whoa, whoa, someone doesn't believe in Gio Urshela. (laughs) I guess I don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. This is the last year that that Shohei Otani is under contract with the Angels. So, I mean, he could go be Tungsten Armo Doyle with someone else, but Mm. I think he hopes and and we all kind of hope that maybe he will get to play for a good team at some point. So (laughs) Yeah, we think the Mariners are on the rise, Ben, so I think it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. You might have more than one productive teammate, but there were just so many games long after this tweet was first tweeted when it applied perfectly. And and I'm kind of a strict constructionalist when it comes to the tungsten arm tweet. Like sometimes people will try to overapply the tungsten arm tweet to games where I don't feel like it fully applies. But there were so many games when it did perfectly apply and it was just so apt and so prescient and so perfect. Yeah, it, it is. It's just a perfect distillation of his entire time on the Angels and just the Angels themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would also say just as seeing people like you mentioned the the Billy Bean tweet I have. Max Scherzer's now been on several other teams at the, or two other teams at this point, and people still people still engage with it. So yeah, I don't think it'll ever really die. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as the Angels are themselves. Mm. That's so true. Meg, your your final two picks, I guess. Oh God, I think that's right. Well, we'll see, but that would get you to five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I have to pick again. What am <laughs> I gonna pick? I would like to draft. I'm gonna draft a thing, and then maybe it's too mean, and you should tell me. I'm not gonna single any particular person out, but you tell me if it's too mean. I'm not gonna unpick it because I don't have very many picks <laughs> left to think of. I don't have any more things on my mind, but um. I I would like to draft this the subgenre of tweet where you can tell that the breaking news scoop is just a copy and paste from an agent or a team person. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd like to draft that entire genre. I'm not going to name names because we mm-hmm. can all think of them without the aid of those names. And I don't need to get in a fight with anyone. But um I really enjoy that subgenre because what you will see is the scoopsters who scoop in that way all mm-hmm. having the exact same tweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah one after another and uh you can tell you know you can tell that it is um it's coming direct from someone and i like that you can often differentiate like that one's from an agent that one's from someone on the team side just because of the verbiage that's being employed <laughs> and then i like to guess like who's the 
Uh, Jake and Jordan, weren't you going to do like a scoop tracker at one point? Weren't you working on scoop tracker? Yeah, that was uh, definitely in the works. Maybe maybe we'll come back around this off season. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I this is it's just funny because it's like it's the same thing as, you know, copying and pasting from a press release. Right. And putting it on Twitter as news. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it is like, oh, right. This is how this works. Right. And unfortunately, <laughs> and sometimes it's more obvious than others. Yeah. 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 It's related to something I, I consider drafting, which is, as you said, Meg, like sometimes a bunch of different accounts will tweet virtually the same thing yeah. back to back to back to back to back. And then something yes. will, <laughs> or or what are we doing? Back to back and, and belly to belly, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, whatever right. we decided it was. But people will tweet a screenshot of like- the human centipede of news Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Or if it's like beat writers tweeting play by play, sometimes right. it'll be like exactly the same mm-hmm. play reaction from yep. like five different beat writers at the same time. <laughs> so that is one of my favorite baseball Twitter things. I mean, it's it's annoying, but it's it's cute. Sometimes it's just a press box announcement and yeah. like people just yeah. don't acknowledge the press box. And then like the last person will be like the press box just announced. Right. And it's exactly <laughs> what everyone else had just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or an MLB press release that everyone just got in their, in their inbox and yeah. they like act as if it's, you know, breaking news that they right. just got and no one else did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that went to a distribution of like thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, yeah. I do have a disdain for when people, it, it's usually like a political person, but they'll just be like inbox all caps colon. <laughs> right. and i'm like that's not anything that's an email right, right. you got an email yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. congratulations yeah. we also yeah. have email yeah right. and i i like the like subgenre of the play-by-play reaction sometimes it's not play-by-play like you know we get this a lot during the postseason maybe this is just my next pick because i can't think of anything else i'll think of something to say i like <laughs> when it's clear that everyone is watching the same game and that only really mm. ever happens during the postseason even during sunday night baseball it's like people are busy with other stuff sometimes but i i love when you have like the the block of reaction to like a home run and it's like wow amazing wow i murdered that baseball and then there's one person who's doing something else <laughs> oh my god it's oh meg meg it's you know what it is it's the fall league and this is yes. what happens during the postseason where it's like, yes. Harper, Harper has done it. You know, a double A pitcher with the Rockies was right. 93-95 for the uh, surprise Saguaros yep. uh, this afternoon. It's yep. like, it's okay. Like, wait until the morning for that. Yeah. 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 So I guess those are sort of related, but those are the picks I'm I'm picking because you're 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 right, Jake. There's a lot of that during the fall league where you're like, wow, you know, I'm glad that you're invested in Ward Julian, but I, I think it could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. What am I gonna take here? I've got too many, but I'll take the Grand Junction Chubs. Oh, oh wow. Oh my yeah. god. I forgot I about mean, that. One of the best I days forgot about that. Yeah. in baseball Twitter history. <laughs> and they've changed their name to the Jackalopes now, I think. They're uh, an independent team in the Pioneer League now. But when they were still a Rockies affiliate, one day, one great day in late June of 2019, they tweeted out of nowhere, the GJ Rockies are not considering changing their name and never have. We are owned by a group led by the Colorado Rockies, and having a team on the West Slope helps build their brand. Suggesting we would be called the GJ Chubbs is, a, is offensive <laughs> and a slang sexual term for erection. 
Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> the I DJ Rockies. That they explained what a chest yes. was. The DJ Rockies pride ourselves on providing fun family entertainment and suggesting inappropriate name changes will not be tolerated. Anyone who continues to suggest the GJ Chubbs in any way will be blocked from our account. Uh, they, yeah, they continued. They will also not be renamed the Stiffies or the Six to Midnights. They're not the Just the best. Just so good. And, and it had like a Streisand effect where like no one oh, yeah. was aware that, that <laughs> anyone right. was tweeting oh, like yeah. GJ Chubbs at the GJ Rockies, but then everyone was aware of it suddenly. And this led to a, a great podcast bit of banter oh on episode God. 1396, where we just All like time. laughed for several minutes straight oh. at this. And I still don't know. Did we ever find out like how this happened exactly? Like, yes. was it? A, well, yeah. Do you remember the story? Was it like social yeah. media or something or what? So every minor league team was becoming, you know, like the the untied shoelaces or the rumble ponies, (laughs) right? Like they're all becoming these absurd names. And so uh, this is from an SB nation article written by Eric Steffen on uh, June 27th, 2019. It says that a a local grand junction resident named Ian Loomis started a petition to change the name to a local fish native to the area, the humpback chub, an endangered species (laughs) that can reach up to lengths of 20 inches. AO. And he, it was he was saying it was like to honor the name, like to honor the humpback chub. By far, our local endangered fish, the team being the humpback chubs, would be the funniest name for a baseball team, which is true. Yep. Anyway, I have a Shove DJ Chubbs t-shirt, which I still wear from time to time. Just one of my fondest baseball Twitter memories. Wow, that's devotion right there. Yep. All right, Craig, last pick. Yeah, is this my? I, for some reason, I've only we can we can do a lightning round like mine, anything but, we yeah, didn't draft I at the like end. The but, okay, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, god, so many options still. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with John Heyman's black fan tweet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on the board. Yes, he tweeted on October 11th, 2009. This is 2009. This is early. This is, this early. is a very early. early tweet. Past street called black fan on way to Fenway. And haven't seen one since. <laughs> End tweet. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> Talk about poetry. <laughs> it's a, that's an all-timer. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is reminding me of John. Sorry, I don't know why this is. I'm Now I'm thinking of all kinds of Heyman-related things. But this one is tough to top. <laughs> he had one about hitting a traffic cone in the parking lot of the Arizona Diamondbacks spring training facility. That is also an all-timer. He said, this was March 10th, 2014. Want to apologize to the Diamondbacks. On the way into stadium, I accidentally knocked over an orange parking cone. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just like going into Salt River? Uh, yeah. I've knocked over traffic cones at Salt Did River. Did you apologize to the Diamondbacks, but Probably. also not tag the Diamondbacks? Just tweet it out there? They probably saw No, I, I didn't. I did put the traffic cone back because I'm not a monster. I also, you know, but I, I don't They bounce back. They're, they're durable. Yeah, they're, that's what they do. They're fine. They're designed to uh, Just over. really, you know, pure tweeting what I'm thinking energy. Yeah. These are the insights that we get into people's personalities, for better or worse, that we would not know if not for Twitter. So, yeah. This is my last one. I mean, we could do lightning round, but 
I did. I I was thinking about again when you bring up Heyman. Like I just feel like all just the dichotomies and differences between Heyman Rosenthal passing when break, news is breaking. I think is just one of my favorite things. Never gets yeah. old. Just yep. the different kinds of diction and how many characters we're using. Like I think that's its own category, which I love. But I'm just gonna do one that that makes me laugh every time I go back and look at it. And this is courtesy of Anthony Decomo, Mets beat writer, uh, longtime beat writer, uh, Mets beat writer for MLB.com on September 25th, 2014. He tweeted, this was at the end of the regular season, and the Mets were were on the brink of history, all right? And he tweeted at 2.40 p.m., I believe during a game, one of baseball's oddities, Mets can become the first NL team in 15 years to go an entire season without balking. <laughs> Two minutes later, <laughs> Dylan G. balked, and <laughs> Anthony Nicomo tweeted in all caps, oh my God, they just balked. <laughs> just, especially when the Mets had another balking incident this year with Richard Blyer, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was oh, yeah. reminded of this incident, and it just <laughs> makes me laugh so much, especially if you know Anthony DiComo, who is delightful. So I wanted to show this one. Did out. anyone tweet before Blyer's thing, like Richard Blyer <laughs> never balked As three the, I, I think there was row. something close to that, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's also relatable because often when you notice something that yep. seems really cool and fun and it's a fun yep. fact and you're all excited about, oh, I'm going to write about this and then it's mm-hmm. spoiled instantly. So mm-hmm. maybe not that instantly, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jake, last last pick. What we got? Bad people can make good tweets. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. no. And one of those people is Jose Canseco. Oh, no. There was a stretch of time where Jose Canseco was just putting out gold. (laughs) He's still still going, man. No, but there is a difference between what he's he's doing now. He's like dad boner. Yeah. yeah. There are some of his tweets are just too much, but then there are some unbelievable things. Like, yes, time travel is possible. We'll explain later. (laughs) That's all he wrote. (laughs) <laughs> Did he go back and explain later? No, no, we're still waiting. It, time travel's complicated. That's oh, true. February 20, uh, 2013. Overwhelmed by side boobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> October 20th, 2013. I farted. Oops. No, I pooped it. <laughs> uh, and then there's the time where he got pulled over with goats in the car. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. There's a picture of him with a goat in the car getting pulled over. And then the one time his finger fell off during the poker tournament. Of course. Wasn't the goat wearing a diaper? Wasn't that part of the... (laughs) Yes, he's wearing a diaper. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you. That's just in my brain all the time. Anyway, Jose Canseco was... There was a time where he was just... Before we really knew how bad he was and how bad he is. uh, I guess maybe we knew. I didn't know at the time. I was just a child. But I just will never forget. Yes, time travel is possible. We'll explain later. Um, I also would like to nominate Bob Nightingale's Ed Howard tweet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's an, an all time one. Uh, <laughs> you got to explain. So this was during uh, j- the draft, the MLB draft in 2020. In the beginning of June, as the Black Lives Matter protests were happening all across America, and during the draft that year, they pretended uh, to care and had uh, GMs hold up flimsy pieces of paper on their Zoom calls. Do you all remember this? It was very uncomfortable. 
mm-hmm. and they only asked the black players how they felt about it. It was all bad. But the Cubs then drafted Ed Howard, a high school shortstop from Chicago who is black. And Bob tweeted, the Cubs draft Ed Howard. Yes, showing action instead of hollow words. Not hollow words. Hollow words. And so there are a million things about that tweet, including the idea that Cubs were like, oh, you know what? There's immense racial inequity in this country. We should draft this kid. As if he wasn't like a deserved top one pick. It was just ridiculous. But to me, it goes to another level because it's hollow words. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, he was... Like, he thought he was being poetic here. Yeah. No. Well, or he typoed. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was trying to be grandiose and and missed it. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. So that comes to mind, too. So I guess that's the last of our, our official picks, but I'll just empty out my drafts here, empty out my draft picks, my potential draft picks. So none of us took the Nick Castellanos meme, which is, mm-hmm. you know, on the one hand, I guess it's too obvious, but it's it obviously like it's inner circle. It's on the Mount Rushmore, I think. Oh, oh I forgot a... one. Sorry, Ralph. Oh, 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 oh my God. God. Wow. Yeah. Ralph's got to be on here, too. Oh, That's a yeah. great one. Yeah. Can we explain Ralph for people? I don't Craig, know if people have uh, Craig. all the context well, here. I'm explaining Ralph. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I mean, the, the theory at the time was like Jim Bowden was a newsbreaker, I guess, on par at the time or close to like Nightingale types. Is that fair? Yeah, he was working for ESPN at the time, I believe. Right? Yeah, and he would he would break news. And there was a lot of suspicion in that time that he was just seeing other people's news and then like confirming it that he heard it from other people. And then he he broke the sign. It was a Yankees signing, right? I think. I don't, this is not committed firmly. I was getting lunch with my grandma in Central Park when this happened, so I don't remember. (laughs) Okay. So I believe it was like a a Yankees signing and he said it was happening, but that was tweeted out by like a, it was essentially like Ken Rosenthal tweeted it (laughs) out. Something similar to that. Yeah. I think it was Joel Sherman, but like, it was the, the L in Joel. Oh, was okay. So yeah, okay. So yeah. J- Jordan has uh, helpfully provided the the Deadspin article, which I recall mm-hmm. from the time, and it was a Yankees acquisition. It was about them acquiring Marlon Bird from the Phillies, but it was it was Joel Sherman, but the the L in uh, Joel was actually an I, uh, a capital I. Anyway, it was it was a fake a- account that made up the news, and he just said it's happening, and he did not credit the account. This is why these accounts credit each other by the yes. way. But he did not credit the account. And then actual Joel Sherman shot everything down. And I'm just going to read from the Deadspin article. Jim Bowden panicked. He first deleted his Twitter photo so that Jim Bowden ESPN XM had an egg avatar and looked fake. He then transferred his account to at Jim Bodiv, B-O-W-D-I-V. <laughs> like Bodiv different? Yeah. Perhaps thinking no one would find him. Because he transferred the account, it or he changed he changed the handle, so all the tweets were still there. Or I I don't know exactly. He, his original at Jim Bowden ESPN XM account was nuked, but it is now back with twenty five followers at press time. Someone is cyber squatting the account and using his old avatar, uh, and is following J- fake Joel Sherman and no one else. Credit to that person. And just now, since Barry Pacheski, the author of this 
post has been typing, Jim Bodiv has disappeared. We don't know where he went, and he's probably not going to receive the DMs we sent him. Update, he is back, and <laughs> he I, he changed his display name to to Ralph, right? Or did he just beat yes. Ralph? No, he, he just his, changed his display his name display was, was Ralph, right. It is remarkable. Jim Bowden still gets, like, real credence today. And it's pretty remarkable given his overall history, not just social media, but otherwise. Yeah, Ralph is an, is an all-time thing. I'm, I'm ashamed not to have thought, thought of it. Yep, Ralph is great. Can I pick one? Mm-hmm. And those on this pod employed by Fox Sports can just sit quietly if they want to. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to have to do this. Okay, go ahead. What could you be referring to, Meg? I woke up thinking about how Babe Ruth set his poor wife Helen on fire, yet the moral gatekeepers are keeping Barry Bonds, the greatest hitter of all time, out of the Hall of Fame. Follow up, allegedly. Asterisk. That's the best part. Alleged. Like it's like a while later, if I recall oh, too. It is a full day and change later. Twenty-four Allegedly. hours and change pass between these two tweets from Ben Verlander. <sighs> I'm just all I was gonna say was that it's a shame this is episode nineteen thirty-two, because in January of nineteen twenty-nine, <laughs> poor Helen Ruth. <sighs> We're only three episodes off. <laughs> That's an all-time wait, one. I just wait, don't... Why did he wake wait, up thinking about wait, wait, that? Wait, what is this? <laughs> First you're hearing about this? This uh, this did remind me of the Kate Upton tweet about Justin Verlander, which is also probably one that deserves mention from when he finished second in Cy Young in 2016. And she tweeted, hey, at MLB, which is always already a great start, right? Yeah. You know, the MLB social people are the ones voting for Cy Young. Hey, at MLB, I thought I was the only person allowed to fuck Justin Verlander. What two writers didn't have him on their ballot? I mean, she's out for blood. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, will that cost him a first ballot Hall of Fame? Probably not, being second in the 2016 uh, Cy Young Award. But it's all right. He was going to win two more five years later when he was really old. So she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Others I had, other than the the Castellanos Brenneman meme, I had people tweeting announce mm. transactions mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. like Passon and other newsbreakers. Mm-hmm. I just like announce judge, announce Correa, whatever. I don't know like what the thought process is there, but I just I enjoy that people Agreed. take the time and trouble to do that. I also had Bailey Foolish Baseball tweeting the Felix picture when a perfect mm-hmm. game gets broken mm-hmm. up. That's mm-hmm. a it's a good meme. I had people using Roto World injury updates or like <laughs> any injury update. I specifically had Meg and Sam quote. Yeah, Meg, yes. Sam, sometimes others will uh, <laughs> take the, the Roto World's wording that is yeah. uh, suggestive in some way or misleading in some way and will quote tweet it and make fun of it. Those are wonderful. Always enjoy that practice. What else? I had like... Uh, just like a wholehearted, like like genuine thank you to like the fun fact tweeters, the good mm-hmm. fun fact tweeters, and also I guess the truly terrible ones. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say Jordan and Jake's thread of oh, like yeah. esoteric fun facts. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly yeah. the right word for it, but where there's like four qualifiers yes. involved is one of my personal yeah. favorite. We've things. gotten a lot of content out of that, yes. but but. Shout out to to the real ones, to to the Sarah Langs and the Jeremy Franks <laughs> yeah. and the Christopher yes. Kampkas and the, the people who are like actually good at that and, and make us smarter and, and teach us things. And did I have anything else? I guess like congrats, Twitter. 
yeah. as a as a thing is like it's kind of nice, I guess. It's definitely like, nice. Yeah, like when people do this unpersonal news and then they announce that they're changing their job or whatever, and they're just like, there's a it ain't pile personal. On. It ain't personal news. It's professional, <laughs> professional. news. It's professional. Yes. yes. Oh, sure. Have work life balance. Brag about it. Sorry, no Meg. distinction between the two. But, but yeah, like the fact that it's obligatory and everyone knows it's coming and there's just this like wave of validation and support and congrats and good for you. It's kind of nice that you know that that chorus is waiting out there yeah. to make you feel good about yourself. So I would miss that if uh, congrats Twitter went away. What would we even have anymore? Congrats like Gchat or something. It's just it wouldn't be the same. Meg would invite you to Google+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Have you all gotten this new Gmail layout where chat is yes. on a different? Oh, it's the worst. I delayed it no, as long as I could. I have them. I have them in the same spot. Yeah, I have I've it where rejected you can, it you can, so far. I rejected it over and over, but I just woke up and it's it's implemented now. It's permanent. There's no way. I out. adopted it early so I could learn to hate it and adapt. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you can. You don't have to have. You don't have to use the separate thing. You can minimize it and put it in front of your email still. Uh, you're gonna have to help me because I, yeah, I don't I'll see the you. I don't see the friends list anymore when I'm in my inbox. I only see a different tab for chat and mail. Yeah, so it's it's bad. At the same I'll, time, I'll show you. Elon is ruining Twitter. Google is ruining my Gmail. This is perhaps a me problem. Did I have anything else? I think that about covers it. Does anyone else have have any? I have I have a lot. So if anyone else has a few, <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird baseball. I guess weird baseball. Yes, I, I have, was going to mention yep, that have, yeah. hashtag weird baseball. The Kevin Goldstein thing where the game's going on at midnight and you eat ice cream for some reason. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked that. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Hassan getting hacked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is it an NFT thing? Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> okay, I can start running through mine. Oh wait, there is one more Gammons tweet that I yes. had here which I can actually pronounce, which is from June 2019. Xander Bogarts goes into Wednesday night leading all SS in war, OPS, Wobama, WRC+. Plus. <laughs> Fucking. Wobama. That. Wobama. So oh, speaking of Ralph, OPSBI. Oh, is, yeah. Is yeah. yeah um, I asked around for some recommendations on this. Oh, me too. On, mm-hmm. And uh, Andy McCullough sent me, uh, pointed me to a very good tweet from Dylan Hernandez uh, of the LA Times. This is from March of 2017. Wife of D-backs reliever trained hashtag Harambe. JJ Hoover <laughs> said late gorilla was, quote, awesome, quote, super smart. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> very good. Right. If I can flatter you two, by the way, like this is a subset of baseball Twitter. This is like sabermetric baseball Twitter, but but Craig's name changes. I mean, we got to give it up for for Craig's display name. No, we don't, Ben. <laughs> now that he can't do it anymore, <laughs> I, think, I, I think we, we miss can it look already. Back nostalgically, Except for me. and for also. Me. Also, Craig's the Phillies cannot be remotely normal. Oh yeah, that was nice. Oh, thank you. And and Jake and Jordan's congrats on the Homer dude thread yes. to Reese Hoskins, which Phillies. I don't the even, Phillies are really yeah yeah. I don't even remember how that started, but the fact that it's gone on for years and years, and and that he welcomes it is uh, it no always one knows. brings warmth to my heart. 
He likes every tweet. <laughs> he likes every single one is all I will say. Okay. All right. I have, I have a bunch that are, some of them are particular to me and not probably not super popular, but whatever. Uh, I'll start with the quote, the intentional question mark misuse of quarter pole, which was oh, a big yeah. thing for a while. And I intentionally do it around the 25% mark of every baseball season. Now people got real. And then there's a backlash to it. People get really, that's not what the quarter pole is, but no. I think it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. Chris Crawford's Bryce Harper ski movie villain tweet. I don't know if mm. it's image based. So I don't know if people mm-hmm. recall, but uh, Ryan Zimmerman has sunglasses on and is holding Harper back. Uh, and Crawford said, when the bully from the 1980s ski movie wants to fight now, but his best friend tells him to save it for the slopes. And <laughs> Bryce Harper's hair is is just perfect yes. for this. So I really like that one. Oh, Sam Miller's The Ball Just Sounds Different tweets mm-hmm. as a genre. Yeah, The Ball Just Sounds Different coming off Joe Panic's bat. It sounds like car doors <laughs> shutting in the dark as dad carries you asleep inside. <laughs> I'll do one other one for that. The ball just sounds different coming off Casey McGee's bat. Sounds like an unclassed belt buckle catching the side of a urinal. <laughs> There's just an entire catalog of those that I absolutely adore. This one I think Jake, at least Jake, will appreciate. The era of Matt Weeder's fun facts. Mm-hmm. Twitter was yeah. very different at the time. That but was that like, was, I mean, this is, we're talking Chuck Norris. I mean, this is really, yeah, it was Chuck Norris that. facts adapted yeah. to Matt Wieters and before he was a major leaguer, but that was, you know, that was, that was a, a very time. different era, but that's true. Yeah. Batting around arguments. I don't know if that's oh. good oh. or bad, but oh. they're, I know there, <laughs> I know which it is. Don't miss it. <laughs> I also, this is not a baseball Twitter tweet, but it's a, it's a weird Twitter tweet about baseball and it's no longer on Twitter, but the Wade Boggs cranberries tweet. It's I didn't name you hit the ball. I named you Wade Boggs. Now get oh. back in the <laughs> right. Get back to those cranberries or whatever it was. That's funny. just old house Radborn as a mm-hmm. as an entity. Correct. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Astros as an era. I don't know if that's Twitter or specifically belongs to SB Nation, but oh yeah, like the Brisby. I mean, I can picture the gif yes. of the bunt d- defense. Exactly. Yes. 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 Yeah. Which Jose Altuve being in that gif is like. That's when I, whenever I see Jose Altuve, I'm like, man, this this dude saw some shit. And now he wins every year. <laughs> yeah, the Jonathan VR butt slide is the yep. one I think of for that. <laughs> Remember fake Fernando Tatis Senior. <laughs> oh no this was like yeah. way before tatis jr was a thing right i mean this was like yes oh yeah yeah what about fake carlos beltran's niece or whatever it was oh yeah oh, the, that's that's a that's different. Yeah, that's the fake brilliant. news leak stuff yes is, yeah so i also i had grouped under like playoff twitter traditions is just people freaking out about whatever song they choose to make like the song of the playoffs oh yeah mups right there's light them up uh yeah the mups song this train written in the stars <laughs> were various ones dane cook's interstitials where he was like popping a vein yelling about <laughs> i don't know something yeah. that <laughs> wasn't worth it my wife recently said what happened to dane cook and i said oh, i don't know well, that is a that's a long story well i'll <laughs> fill you in as i teach you how to use gchat okay <laughs> the tweet where the guy got mad big bang theory wasn't on to enjoy his garlic oh, knots. oh garlic knots yeah uh because the baseball Wait. playoffs were on tbs oh man yeah uh, spoonerisms, <laughs> just in general, the baseball yeah. spoonerisms, mm-hmm. most specifically, mm-hmm. I think Catfish Hunter and Buck Farmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Productive outs making up names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. This is, I don't know, 
I think this is a deep cut. Maybe it's not. But the Hunter Pence A positives. Do you guys remember? Oh, I kind of remember that. People brought like signs. Yeah. Like it started on social media, but people then brought signs about like, it was like Hunter Pence doesn't know how to park his, like parallel park or something like that. It would be like something that's mean, but not really that right. mean. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, just the whole thing with names, the, all the minor league names. There are so many, but like Storm Throne was one I recall. I think people did brackets. Did you guys do brackets? Oh, yeah. Jake, oh, yeah. yeah. Not oh, minor yeah. league names, yeah. but like we mm-hmm. that that is that has been done. Yes. <laughs> uh, minor leaguers tweeting about Chipotle. <laughs> no, it's it's any baseball player tw- <laughs> tweeting about Tiger Woods there. You know, <laughs> the boys love seeing Woods wearing red on a Sunday. <laughs> That is like the most baseball player thing. Oh, which remind you're saying the boys reminds me of Spencer Torkelson just tweeting the boys were hungry after <laughs> trying to open a can of beans. Oh, yeah. no, I do yeah. uh, he got hurt doing that. Just ha- the hashtag sensual baseball for a while mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. was a big thing. Hug watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hug watch. Reactions. Yeah. Ryan Howard's caught for choice. I think all time. Just oh, uh, oh wow, tweet. that's we're really okay. You're yeah, damn you. Cut. You really prepared, Craig. Yeah, we're, we're yes. like a I worked at history this. here. I worked wow. at this, and and again, this is this is very specific to me. This is, but it involves four members of this podcast. So, well, three. I'm sorry, I'm not involved, but it's specific to me. Jake and Jordan tweeted. I don't know which one at Ben and Sam uh, on June 24th of 2014. Uh-oh. Why is the Dodger bullpen in San Francisco? And it, there's a a background ad for Blue Shield of California. Right. And there was Ben just kept replying, providing answers to this. <laughs> and either Jake or Jordan kept favoriting his tweets. And eventually Ben said, stop favoriting me and retweet me like a man. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. Wow. wow. And Ben. I yeah. do want to point out that, that so I guess funny. it does involve me because I'm guessing Jake's reply to this was a picture of me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, I that is uh, again that's very specific, but it's one. It's a tweet that has lived in my head for a very long time, yep. and it just seems very out of character for Ben. But <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a retweeter, not a tweeter these days. But there were days when I would tweet. Well, I think we have named every tweet wait, that has wait, ever been tweeted. I have one oh, more. There's another okay. one. Okay. Last one. Last one. I promise. I promise. Right. I think I think Craig will remember this one. This one, I think, this is one that does not require any inside knowledge. It's just a, a great Twitter take, particularly for prospect Twitter, which Craig is very familiar with. I believe this was two or three years ago. Oh, this is amazing. From Chuck Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Quote. Okay. Yeah. Said it before, but if Vlad... Junior's father was a plumber from Poughkeepsie. He wouldn't be a top 10 prospect. Going to see him tomorrow for the first time. We'll see what the eye test shows. 148 replies, two retweets. So plumber from Poughkeepsie. I, I love think that one. easiest, best part of that is going to see him for the first time tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Just coming out with a hyper-aggressive take and then immediately undermining that. Glad you yeah, haven't. Vlad Jr. the product of nepotism, as we know. Petition, moving forward, I will be calling Vladimir Guerrero Jr. the plumber from Poughkeepsie. (laughs) Or the Poughkeepsie plumber. (laughs) Uh, But I just wanted to sneak that one in there. I was going to throw out also, I I forgot to add it. Hard to imagine, I know. But just the picture of of Vlad Jr. in the Expos jersey next to his dad as a kid with the, the incredible hair. 
Mm-hmm. That's just uh, to me. Craig never gets old. Craig. That's baseball Twitter. What? That's not Twitter. It's a picture. <laughs> That's it's a on picture. Twitter. That's on Twitter. Everything's okay, on Twitter. Me... <laughs> you can't draft a picture. I wasn't drafting it. I'm just mentioning it at the end. I thought I I, I love it. But you're I... not mentioning. It has nothing to do with Twitter. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I'm not trying I to get you're your... numb, but you're wrong. <laughs> I, that's fine. I enjoy the picture. I think it's good. I that's enjoyed, great. I, I enjoyed Vlad cheering on his son extremely earnestly the whole time. Do you think uh, that? Do you think that Vlad, Vlad if, posted listen, it? Hey, hey, and it was hey, with hey. an endearing message, and <laughs> I think that was on Twitter. Yeah, I bet I when Vlad looks at that picture, boy, I love Twitter. <laughs> well, no, it's it's different to different people. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, an acrimonious way to end. How fitting for Twitter. Wow. I think it's fine. (laughs) Craig, meet me in Temecula. (laughs) I'm just going to tweet through it. I'm going to draft through it. (laughs) This was fun. We had fun on Twitter sometimes. Maybe we will continue to. We'll see. But we'll always have this draft, this memorial, this eulogy, at least. So for the time being, you can find us all on Twitter, I guess. If you want, you can find Jake and Jordan there. They're at Cespedes BBQ. You can also find them individually at J underscore Schusterman underscore and also at Jake underscore Mintz. Craig is at CD Goldstein. Meg is at Meg Rowler. I'm at Ben Lindbergh. The podcast is at EW Pod. We're going down with the ship. So thanks to everyone who has followed along here. I hope this wasn't too navel gazy. Thanks to all of you as well. Thank you. Yay. All right. By the way, just for posterity, either Jake or Jordan wanted to make it clear that the column that Mr. Sugar Penis had not read by Ken Rosenthal in March 2013, it was one that was titled Phillies Have Work to Do on Defense at Fox Sports at the time. It started with quotes from Michael Young talking about how his range was going to be better. Spoiler, it was not, at least according to the stats. Anyway, it was basically about how bad the Phillies defense was. So the more things change. Do not know if Mr. Sugar Penis ever read the column. By the way, that's all one word, Sugar Penis. It's not a hyphenated surname. Also, last time we answered an email inspired by the MLS's supporter shield about whether MLB should have a trophy or some sort of award for the team that has the best regular season record. We supported that. Just wanted to note that the NHL also has something like that, the President's Trophy, which has been awarded to the regular season champion since 1986. Also, I supported the idea of having a trophy or an award that would be handed out to the player who had the best postseason, so not just the MVP of any individual round, but the best postseason as a whole. The NHL has that too, the Conn Smythe Trophy. So basically I'm saying that MLB should copy the NHL, at least in some respects. From what I can gather, though, the President's Trophy is not that huge a deal to hockey fans. Gotta end, as always, with the Past Blast, which comes from 1932, because this is episode 1932, and of course it comes from Jacob Pomeranke, Sabres Director of Editorial Content and Chair of the Black Sox Scandal Research Committee. Jacob's headline, 1932, Clipped Wings. Beginning in 1919, he writes, The St. Louis Cardinals under general manager Branch Rickey built baseball's first farm system by purchasing control of minor league teams and stocking them with young prospects. The Cardinals' innovative plan was a quick hit, leading to nine pennants and six World Series titles between 1926 and 1946. 
But Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis hated the idea of major league teams controlling every level of baseball and destroying the independence of the minor leagues. He frequently clashed with the Cardinals in contract disputes and did what he could to help players escape what he called the St. Louis chain gang. The commissioner's heavy-handedness backfired in 1932. The few minor league teams that managed to stay afloat during the Great Depression actually preferred being in the Cardinal system to trying to make it on their own. Here's a description from the 1932 winter meetings. Quote, To Judge Landis, chain store baseball has long been the horrid word and a practice he abhorred above all others, but a rebellion that has been smoldering for years flared suddenly into open insurrection at the December meeting of the moguls. When the smoke of battle cleared away, it was discovered he was powerless to interfere with the farming of players to clubs that are members of anybody's chain store system. Judge Landis has been stripped of the trappings from his one-man show, his wings are clipped, and while the illusion of power remains, the substance is gone. It was taken away from him at the joint meeting of the major leagues, where they voted him out of his interpretive power in applying the rules governing the sale and purchases of players, and made him a mere administrator, an employee, a glorified managing clerk. The handwriting on the wall clearly indicates that the end of the Landis dynasty in baseball is not far away. Jacob concludes Judge Landis, of course, would get the last laugh. When his term ended in 1933, owners in both major leagues renewed his contract for another seven years. He remained as commissioner until his death in 1944, and Landis also got a little revenge against the Cardinals and Branch Rickey, too. In 1938, he punished the Cardinals for owning multiple teams in four different minor leagues by declaring more than 100 players in their system to be free agents. It didn't hurt the Cardinals much because just four of those free agents eventually made the majors, and only one, outfielder Pete Reeser, became a star. Branch Rickey was not above bending the rules when it suited him and when he could get away with it, and keeping more players under team control than he was supposed to, that was one way he did that. But he was a brilliant innovator and a winner. And so the cheating is often forgotten or sort of excused. That tends to be the way it works. Not so much for the Astros. But signing Jackie Robinson to break the color barrier, that makes up for a lot of other chicanery, even if it wasn't for entirely selfless reasons. Commissioner Landis would not have liked that either, but by then he was dead, which was crucial to Robinson's signing. You can support Effectively Wild on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash effectivelywild. The following five listeners have already signed up and pledged some monthly or yearly amount to help keep the podcast going, get themselves access to some perks, and help us stay ad-free. Shane Wilson, Alex Hoffman, Steve French, Jesse Seiler, and Farhan Arif. Thanks to all of you. Patreon perks include access to the Effectively Wild Discord group, now more than 900 members strong, as well as monthly bonus episodes, one of which will be coming fairly soon for November, plus discounts on merch, access to playoff live streams, ad-free Fangraphs memberships, and more. You can check out the perks at patreon.com slash effectivelywild. You can also message us through the Patreon site if you are a supporter, and if you're not, you can email us at podcast at fangraphs.com. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash effectivelywild. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Effectively Wild on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast platforms. As noted, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at EWPod. You can find the Effectively Wild subreddit at r slash effectivelywild. Thanks to Dylan Higgins for his editing and production assistance. We will be back with another episode soon. Talk to you then. Instant adulation comes to some at birth. One, two queens of corporate entities. But here comes Bob. Someday they'll put me away. I'll think back on active days. Most were worth the minor stars. Some were worth the damaged cars. And the judge will say to me, Bob, you've got a bad means to a worthwhile end. An end. But 
have a bullet list between 25 and 30 items. Holy that's, shit, that's Craig. Are, are we are we drafting? Yeah. I mean, okay, there's kinda. no no material difference between drafting and discussing really, but Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> we can't keep we score it, here. Then you tell it, that to a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we made Some it, drafts it matters, not ours. Uh, Jordan, you're you're a little quiet quieter okay yeah i mean yes. i know you're quieter than than jake in general probably but <laughs> specifically right now yes i'm in my parents basement like all good oh. bloggers 